Hey, my name is Eric Turnison, founder of Member Mouse, and I'm sitting down with Matt Brown, who's a member of our team. And we're just having some tea and we're going to have a, a casual conversation. And what this is going to be is the first segment of a series of conversations we're going to have with founders and other people who have accomplished things in their lives. And the question that we want to put to people is, what is the one thing that you've learned through the journey of starting your business or going through whatever uh, process of creation that you've gone through, what is the one thing that you've learned that you found to be extremely valuable? So to kick it off, um, I thought I would share what that thing is for me. And um, in my journey with Member Mouse, which started almost 10 years ago at this point. <clears throat> and, you know, the thing that, um, that I've learned uh, that's been extremely valuable to me is, is a surprise. It's not something that I intended to learn. Um, and it's certainly if I told myself nine years ago that this was going to be the most important thing, um, I wouldn't have understood it. And that thing is um, learn to trust yourself. And it's seemingly a very simple statement, um, but it's important to me for a number of reasons. And I think in the beginning, when I was starting the business, of course, I had a vision of where I wanted to go. I had um, an idea of what I wanted to accomplish. But lacking experience, I really didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know the steps I needed to take. I didn't know the tools that I needed. And so um, I feel like at that time, I... I tried to find the answers in external sources, whether it be reading books, uh, looking at how other people did things, and then kind of copying those things to a certain extent and, and seeing if they would work for me. And in a small sense that they did work, you know, there, there was some, some things of that nature that uh, were helpful, but Ultimately, I would consistently get to a place where I didn't know what was next. And I constantly had to go back to the well and ask other people or look to other people to figure out what I should do. And um, I realized at a certain point that in doing it this way, I wasn't really bringing myself to it. I wasn't really asking myself how I would do it and trusting that even though I didn't know or I hadn't had the experience that whatever my answer was could still be good enough and I should try it. Um, and so, you know, further on what I, and I'm still learning this is um, if I have an intuition about something or if I want to do something and it's, and especially if that something doesn't necessarily have a support or a, um, a precedent that other people are doing, don't worry about it. Just try it, put it out there, and, and listen to the feedback, and then respond to the feedback. So that, in a, in a, in a nutshell, is what I think is one of the most important things hmm. that I've learned through this journey. When you were first starting out, you said you were reading books, looking at what other people were doing. Uh, looking externally for ideas to implement and ways to succeed. 
Was there a moment when that stopped working for you? Was there a clear indicator that you needed to make a shift? Yeah, the the clear indicator was a growing lack of enthusiasm in what I was doing. Like, so, you know, I feel like in general, I'm a, I'm a creative person. I like to create things. And the process of creation and building it, it is something that I get excited about. And um, there came, and that was certainly the majority of how things were in the beginning, it was, there was no pressure. I was just doing something. I didn't, um, there wasn't any success yet. And I, I really didn't have a number of the kind of balls that have been thrown into the air that as, as the company has grown. Um, but there came a point where I noticed that enthusiasm wasn't there and I felt like I was going through motions Mm. and, I looked into that and I was, I asked myself, okay, well, why is this, why am I not interested? And in fact, before I even asked that question, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm burnt out. Maybe I need to take a break. Um, Maybe I need to step away. Um, And I think those stepping away times were important and valuable for me to, to get to the point where I understood, like to give me that space to really reflect. Um, And so I realized through that reflection process that the enthusiasm that I lost was because I wasn't listening to myself. I was doing, I was doing things that felt mechanical. I was following somebody else's plan and I was doing it, you know, for the, for the reason that I think, Oh, this is the best thing to do because I don't know. And I don't want to risk what I've created to follow my own silly ideas. But the thing is, it removed the vitality for me in 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 uh, building the business, and uh, that's not a good thing. I mean, I, I've also learned that my interest and generally people on on the team's interest and enthusiasm in what they're doing is one of the most important ingredients to the success of the external product, because all of that stuff comes through in the product in whether a conscious or a subconscious way to the, to the audience. And so, uh, it's a, it's a priority that I had to place on, you know, it's more important for me to be able to enjoy what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis and bring enthusiasm to it and excitement and inspiration than it is. And, and that was the putting that priority allowed me to push through the natural fears that come up with in following an unknown, untested, um, intuition. Cause it's like, well, this is what feels right. This is what will make me engaged and excited. So it, it doesn't matter what my mind says will, will necessarily be the outcome of that. I know if I don't do that, then I'm not going to be enjoying what I'm doing. But if I do do it, then I'll enjoy the process. And even if it doesn't turn out the way that I want it to, it's I'll still learn something from it. It seems as if there would be more risk involved in following your own intuition and trusting yourself. It seems that way. That's the tricky thing. You know, it, it's actually not. It's actually less risky. In, in my, in my, and again, like this is why it's so surprising because it seems counterintuitive that following your own intuition would be more risky because you don't 
you've never been to the place before, you know, you've never gone there before. So how would you, how would you know how to get there? But trusting your own intuition, it may take you to a place that you didn't intend to go. That, that there's a risk there that you may end up somewhere that you, you didn't think that you were going to go. But if you force yourself to go somewhere that you wanted to go, but you're, you're not guided to go there, you may succeed at it, but you're going to be miserable. You know, so, and that's the thing, like trusting your intuition, it keeps, in my opinion, it keeps you in alignment with where your natural enthusiasm and interest is. And it allows you to evolve, like, because if you're so dead set on, on a certain destination and you're not willing to, to deviate from that, then your existence will end up being where you have to um, cobble something together based on other people's input. Yeah, and then it's, it's almost like you get, you get in the habit of only looking to other people, only looking to external um, sources for advice, for guidance, for ideas, and you kind of you lose touch with your own sense of where you want to go and what you want to do. You don't give yourself the opportunity to come into your own sense. Um, because, you know, there's so many, there's so many standard quotes that, you know, one could point to that uh, over the, over the, over the ages that people have used to talk about this very thing. Like you can't, make an omelet without breaking eggs, something about, you know, learning to ride a bicycle, you have to fall, like all these things, you know, it's, they, they're very concisely said, and we hear them so often that we don't really look into them and, and, and find the value or understand where they came from. But, and especially at this, this time, it seems to be that the excuse that I've certainly run into in the past and, and have said to myself um, and rationalized why I won't follow my intuition is the fear of failure. Like this, first of all, this concept of failure, this concept of, of doing something wrong and imagining these dramatic results, uh, uh, catastrophic things that will happen as a result of that. Um, but I think in, in concert with learning to trust your own intuition, the relationship to what and perception of what failure is transforms at the same time. And it doesn't become this, it, it, it no longer holds the same power that it does in, in the beginning for me. You know, in the beginning, we make it out to, to, to appear to be this huge dragon you know, that we can't even dream of approaching or um, much less defeat. Um, but it's, it's interesting because the closer you get to it, you, you realize it's actually part of the path. Like the, the quote unquote things that are perceived as failures are, are those, are those things that help polish and hone our ourselves. That's our experience. If we never risk a quote unquote failure, then we can never, uh, really learn. You know, if we constantly try to take the safe path based on what other people say, 
uh, it's a whole rationalization process because we may be following somebody else's instructions and not getting success. Right. But, but at least we've, we've saved ourselves, at least it's somebody else's fault. Right. It's not, right. it's not my strategy that failed. Right. It's this thing that doesn't work. I'll just get another thing and that thing will work. Oh, that thing doesn't work. I'll just get another thing. And, and that thing will be the thing that works. And so it's a constant uh, aversion process of, of never really um, asking yourself the question of what you should do and going with what your gut says. Um, and if you're not getting a gut response, if you're not getting the things, uh, if your intuition isn't supporting you in a test, well, that's a good sign. And it's also useful because it, it tells you if you're doing the right thing for yourself. Like there's a lot of people that, that say they want to start businesses or even any kind of project. And sometimes the motivation to do that is, exter- is, is again, externally motivated. They want to do it because people say it's a good thing. It's, it's what people do if they want to appear to be a certain way. And so they really don't want to do the business. They want the thing that they're going to get as a result of doing the business if it actually goes according to the dream fantasy plan, you know? Yeah. Um, but the end results that everybody, sh- that a lot of people shoot for when they start something really is, is the result of time, patience, and personal evolution. Again, you know, my, this is my perspective and what I've noticed on my journey. It's like, if you plant a seed in the ground, if it bears fruit the next day, you should be concerned. <laughs> like that's, that's not how nature works. Like you plant a seed, you water it, it goes through a growth process. You have to tend to it, all these things before it bears fruit. And yes, time for people who have experience and have done something before they have more, um, they have experiential techniques that they can use to speed up that process. Maybe, but there's no, there's no, nothing that can um, bypass benefit of experience. And experience is the thing that ultimately lets us trust um, our own intuition. Because when we start doing it and we see, oh, this, this can work and this, this is good, then over time you get more comfortable with the discomfort of trusting your own intuition, like the point you made earlier. Well, you know, uh, if I trust my own intuition, you know, how do I know it's going to succeed? Or I, I forget exactly how you put it, but yes, there, there is a certain discomfort with trusting in the beginning with trusting your intuition, because we like to do things that we feel are a certain certainty of success. But even in those cases, we're, we're really just fooling ourselves. If we think something's a certain success, we're just fooling ourselves because nothing's certain. You know, yeah. there may be a probability of certainty, again, based on our experience or based on um, how we implement something or, or the advice that we're taking, but there's no certainty. Have you found that this shift in the way you make decisions affects what you achieve and where you end up? I find that in following intuition, it becomes less about where things end up and more about how things are going. Interesting. There's obviously a vision there's obviously planning and there's obviously a a direction that one is trying to get to, but it's not, it's not 
it's it's not the guiding factor it's like <clears throat> you know if you're walking a mountain if you're walking a hiking trail and there's a mountain peak in the distance and that peak is where you're going if the if the trail turn, veers to the left uh you know you don't freak out and be like oh well but i'm not going towards the mountain anymore you follow the path and you trust either the path is going to wind back around and go towards the peak or you're going to see or you're going to have a different perspective and see another peak that seems more resonant with where you want to go but the thing is like it in in trusting the things that come up in a day-to-day basis um i find that that it more accurately guides things um, without really having to know or, or to have a fixed idea of where it's guiding. It's interesting, you know, the, I, I like that, the difference between where you end up and how it's going. Yeah. You know, that's another old, it could be a bumper sticker, you know, it's, it's not yeah. about the journey, it's about, it's not, it's not about the destination. Yeah, it's it's about the journey. It's yeah. Not something and the like, thing is, like, why, why do I think that this is the most important thing? You know, because can I really, can I pinpoint like certain low level techniques and different technologies that were really helpful, different tools that really help make business, business efficient. Of course I can talk about all of those things and those things are also important. But the reason that I think this is the most important thing for me is because it's it's not so fixed it's 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 a um it's a higher level uh um perception of how to approach things so in approaching that it changes my relationship with everything from low level technical things to to hiring to planning processes to how to handle how to handle situations that come up that require quick action. Um, all the different, all the different little minute things that can come up in a business with this tool as a, 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 um, a guiding force, it helps navigate those situations efficiently with less stress and with less effort. Um, because it bypasses the questioning process that can happen internally if there is a lack of trust, right? Like yeah. if I, I've, I've run into, I've had conversations with many people who want to do something, who, who emphatically state that they want to do something, but then in their mental game, they, they, they argue themselves out of doing it before they've even started. And that's, that is a, um, an exaggerated case, right? Of, of the exact opposite of the trusting your own intuition. Um, you know, it's like, because then you're, you're an analysis paralysis. You do not even move anywhere. You tell yourself you want to go somewhere, but then you also tell yourself it's too dangerous to go there. So you end Mm -hmm. up doing nothing, but you're also not satisfied with staying where you are because you you still tell yourself you still want to go to that place. Right. But then you come up with more excuses or reasons why it's too dangerous to attempt, you know? So it's like this, <laughs> this standstill mental game that's happening. Um, and on the spectrum of that to trusting yourself, there's many kind of varying degrees of how that can happen. Um, and it's, and it's not that there is no, that there isn't a place for analytical thinking. 
it's that it has to be put in its proper perspective and it can't. And, you know, the fear of attempting something can't be a reason not to do it. It sounds like it kind of gives you a different set of parameters, you know, to operate from a different, a different way of looking at, at everything. Like you said, from the low level technical questions, issues, problems to the direction the direction you're heading, where you're going, and, and all and that. And it's like you just and it and the thing is it, it it encourages it empowers you to try something. Like you like things have to be tried. Like I've made so many freaking mistakes <laughs> throughout the business. Like I've wasted so much money. I've wasted so much time. You know, these are perspectives. I don't actually believe these things to be true, but you can look at it that way. Like like but the thing is, the end, the end result of all of that is where things are at and things are in a good place. So can I really say that those things shouldn't have happened? Right. Like that was part of the learning process. That was part of the evolution. And the thing is, like my other belief is you can't get anywhere without consistent effort. You have to do something every day for the thing that you want. You have to do something every day towards that thing, you, you know, whatever it is. Even if you have to force yourself to do it and you have no idea why you're doing it, you have to do something. Mm. You have to try, like, because there's no way you're going to get anywhere. Thinking isn't doing. Like, it's like, what is is that Yoda quote? Um, Do or do not, there is no try. (laughs) Right. Um, It's true. Like, thinking is not a process of doing. It's it's time-wasting. Again, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that you don't think about things, but if you're self-defeating yourself through thought, you're sunk, like, cause you're not going to do anything. And and this again, like a, a, a people I talk to people starting businesses, it's a very, it's a very, um, especially first starting out, like it's, it's a very vulnerable place to be because you want to do something, but you have no idea how to do it. You have no experience to draw on. And the best advice I have in that situation is do something and do the thing that is closest to you. Don't, don't try and make things more complicated by thinking you need to acquire this tool or you need to pay this person for this thing or you need, whatever. If you want to write a blog, start writing, right? Because without writing, you don't have anything anyway, right? Start developing the thing that offers value. Um, and if, and also thinking you need to acquire things is another subtle way of procrastination and not doing something because it's like, oh, well, if only I had this, then I could do something. No, no, like you can do something today. And if you really want to accomplish something, you will do something today. Um, and because you're, 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 you're planting that seed and you're watering it and that's yeah that's that's another thing that's super important just to to start by doing the thing that is right in front of you and that's closest to you if you're a writer write if you like shooting videos shoot videos don't worry about the technology to deliver it don't worry about how you're going to make money my belief and this is this is how i approach member mouse too i didn't set out to start the business that member mouse is today i just built a piece of software that i wanted to use for myself Um, and then it ended up once I did that, other people wanted to use it. And then, you know, 
a lot of stuff happened after that. But um, I was just doing something for myself. I was interested in it. I brought myself to it. And the philosophy that I've approached with Member Mouse is that my belief is that if you produce something of value, there will always be a market for it. If the most important thing for you has been learning to trust yourself, what would you recommend to people who want to get there? It's a tricky thing. Like, like I said in the beginning, <clears throat> this isn't something I could have told myself nine years ago and I would have understood it. It's really, it's, it's really a byproduct of a process. The important thing is following interest. That's, that's, a good, that's a good one. What are you interested in? Like, what excites you? If you follow that, that's, that I think is the, mo the loudest part of intuition. It's, 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 intuition has many levels of subtlety in how it, how, it, how it will speak. But I think interest and enthusiasm is is very obvious one. So that's a really good place to start. Like, <clears throat> definitely if you're interested in doing something, then do it. And don't worry about, um, don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. Um, and just go for it. Well, that seems like a good place to end it. Yeah, so hopefully this this sharing has been um, useful to people. Like, like I said at the beginning, we're going to be having this conversation with other founders and other people who have been successful in creating things. And um, I'm really excited about that, uh, you know, because I certainly have my perspective, but I really enjoy hearing how other people have have come to their own success and what they think is the most important thing they've learned. And certainly if anybody listening to this, you have, you want to share um, your own story uh, in the comments, we'd love to hear uh, what your experience has been.